0: Welcome to the Liberty Leadership and Lies with Larry Linton podcast, coming to you from the Goat Locker Studio in Sevierville, Tennessee. Be sure and check us out and like us on Facebook and Instagram and follow us on Telegram as well as on the website of LibertyLeadershipAndLies.com. You can subscribe to notifications on the website to follow the blog there. If you would like to contact the show, just send an email to Larry at LibertyLeadershipAndLies.com. Again, that is Larry at LibertyLeadershipAndLies.com. Now, on to the episode. Liberty. Wow. Just wow. So many things running through my head that I want to discuss today. There is encouragement and support for my campaign coming from many different sectors and some events I attended this past week, which give me some hope. First, though, I have to give a shout out to the many patriots that were standing up for our fallen service members this past Sunday down in Pigeon Forge. I greatly appreciated the invitation to stand with them in memory of our service members who were killed in the terror attack in Afghanistan during that last week of August. One of those that was killed was a local Tennessean from the Knoxville area. His remains were returned last week, and the outpouring of support and love for his family from this community was an incredible sight to see. This is one of the many reasons Denise and I decided to settle here when I retired from the Navy. The people of East Tennessee are wonderful, welcoming, kind-hearted, patriotic. This group that was gathered and standing for our fallen service members were also standing up for their freedoms, their liberty. While I was there, many of the cars passing by on the parkway acknowledged the group with waves, cheers, and the honking of their horns. Especially poignant were the passers-by that honked their horns with a 13 short blast for each of the 13 service members killed that day. Sad to report that not every passerby was friendly, though which often baffles me. Why would anyone disrespect a crowd that gathered in the memory of our fallen service members? Why would anyone make hateful and disrespectful comments on the photos that were posted on social media of the event? And also, why would social media remove videos of people waving the American flag in public? Well, we all know the reasons why. It's disgraceful, but we are at that point because our government hates us and works hard to divide us at every turn. Social media companies enable this as well. But our service members were not killed in combat action. They were murdered while conducting a peaceful operation. Murdered by the cowardly and hate-filled ideology that has been waging war against our way of life for decades. Heck, since our nation's early founding. Barbary Pirates. Look up that term and see what the ideology of those pirates were. Also, once you do look it up, you will know why the term Shores of Tripoli are in the Marines' hymn. But back to the needless murder of our service members in Afghanistan during one of our nation's most humiliating retreats. They did not die fighting in a declared war. They were killed while performing evacuation operations. They were killed trying to save the lives of Americans and our allies in that miserable part of the world. They were killed by the very countrymen of the people they were trying to save. They were also killed, or really, they were sacrificed on the altar of a political agenda. Never, ever mistake that. While all service members, myself included, knew of the risks we take by volunteering to serve in the armed forces, we and those currently serving are also trained to trust in the chain of command and national leadership to do everything in their power to mitigate the risks they are exposed to, as well as to plan for nearly every contingency to ensure the success of the mission. Our service members that were there that day especially the 13 that were killed, all took the risk, but without being fully backed up by a chain of command and our national leadership to ensure mission success. That is why I say they were sacrificed on the altar of political expediency. In attempting to make himself and his administration look good, Joe Biden and his weak, anti-American leadership team altered an already working plan just for him to be able to claim the title of the president that ended America's longest war, never mind the fact that it was never a declared war. He altered a plan that had been in place for months. He altered a plan that mitigated the risks in order to prop up his own image. In fact, the dementia-riddled ice cream connoisseur's altered plan introduced more risks with a focus solely on the outcome, his image. And we have all seen the results of how that worked out, haven't we? Liberals, Democrats, Republicans, especially the rhinos, do not care any little bit about our service members, despite their lip service to the contrary. The members of our armed forces are just a means to an end. They all want the glory and accolades if their plans are successful and they will work their hardest to pass blame or cover up their mistakes when their plan fails. It looks like those usurpers in Washington, in trying to cover up the mistakes they made in order to divert attention, made another huge mistake that is not getting very much traction by a media that lies by omission and suppression. The drone strike on what was reported as another planned attack at that airport, the sniffer-in-chief and his administration announced shortly after our service members were killed in a move to try and reclaim some credibility, turns out that this administration is quite willing to kill an innocent aid worker and his entire family in order to divert attention from the previous blunder. Our government hates us and anybody or anything that will get in their way of obtaining and maintaining power. Their altering of the plan that was in place has resulted in what, exactly? Thirteen of our service members killed and several others wounded? Deaths of numerous civilians? American citizens abandoned in Afghanistan because the usurpers put the trust in a terrorist organization to provide safety? In order to bolster their image? Really? What else? Well, our nation's credibility is damaged severely, and it will take years to recover from that. Our quite public humiliation has emboldened every single enemy of the United States, whether they be a nation state or not. Allies right now are wondering if we will abandon them as well when the poop hits the rotating device. I know that I have spoken about this before, but it needs to be emphasized again and again and again. Do not let it disappear from our national consciousness, especially with those that you know who actually claim to have voted for this mess. They need to be reminded of it daily. Get rid of the thinking that politics and religion should not be spoken at the dinner table or in the company of others. That thinking right there has contributed to this mess our republic is in. Do not fall for the distractions. Distractions such as that so-called retaliatory drone strike that killed innocent people. Distractions like the recently announced vaccine mandate. It is unconstitutional, arbitrary, and outside of the other OSHA and Department of Labor mandates. It will be defeated in a court of law, but notice what everybody is talking about right now. Talking about it over and over. Vaccines, masks, vaccine passports, mandates. Very little of the public holding the usurper in chief and his administration responsible for the debacle that is Afghanistan. Also, very little coverage of the reports coming out of the Arizona audit as well. Some Maricopa officials out there putting out official statements disputing the findings of the canvas, which are demonstrably false. In other words, those Maricopa County officials are lying to cover up the fraud, and protect them from the retribution by the electorate. By not talking about these things openly, our liberty has been eroded behind the scenes. What a precious gift from our Creator, that is, our liberty. Our Founding Fathers created a wonderful document, our Constitution, as the roadmap to self-governance while maintaining our liberties. And the usurpers hate that we have that document. They hate that document that protects our liberty from them, the government. They undermine it and they twist it at every turn. Before we move on, I'd like to pause for a word from one of the supporters of this podcast. Mrs. A.J. DePriest, is the director of Proposal Logic. Proposal Logic is a woman-owned, minority-owned small business located just outside Nashville, Tennessee serving federal contractors with proposal management and technical writing expertise. Since 2011, A.J. has served more than 150 federal contractors on proposals for more than 200 federal agencies. While average win rates for federal proposal developers rest around 35%, A.J. finished 2020 with an astounding 100% win rate for her clients. So stop losing conventionally and start winning unconventionally. If you are a federal contractor and you are ready to win government contracts, contact AJ at 615-474-2123. Again, that is 615-474-2123. Or you can email her at AJ at Proposalogic.com. Again, that is AJ at Proposalogic.com. P-R-O-P-O-S-A-L-O-G-I-C dot com. Back to Liberty. Speaking of our Constitution, I absolutely must tell you of an inspiring event that I witnessed earlier this week. I was attending the monthly school board meeting this past Monday evening. There's some good news that's coming out of it, but really the board didn't address if they are going to match the children in school, which they probably will because it gets them federal money. But one of the speakers that was addressing the board brought her seven-year-old granddaughter up to the podium, and this little girl, a seven-year-old was able to recite the preamble to the Constitution. Seven years old. I know a very few adults that could do that, but this child did. It was wonderful, and this young lady received a well-deserved standing ovation from nearly every adult in the room. Yes, I said nearly every adult. There were some in the room that did not acknowledge that little girl's demonstration, and let me tell you that I will remember you. Trust me. Those are the people that have no business being involved in the education of our children. Period. One of the speakers shared some of the awful performance statistics of students in Tennessee, and specifically Sevier County. When two-thirds of the children in our public, of course I mean government schools, cannot master their grade level, you know something is wrong, and it is something that money cannot fix either. While school boards across the state are mandating anti-science measures in the classroom, they are not performing their primary function. Or really, what their primary function is supposed to be, educating the children. Heck, they haven't been doing that for decades. This young lady learned about the Constitution in home, where proper education of our children is supposed to happen. No, this indoctrination poo-poo is in government schools. Anyway, that really inspired me, as well as all of the citizens speaking at the school board meeting. Even in Sevier County, though, the people see that something is not quite right with our government school system. And it isn't just limited to Sevier County, either. The entire state has similar statistics. Two out of every three children in Tennessee have not mastered their grade level. This is Ample evidence that our public government schools are not educating our children. At the school board meeting that I was attending, they received an award from an energy conservation company for the district's efforts at energy savings over the course of the past seven years. It was millions of dollars of savings. Money that the district could now apply to education. So, over the last seven years... They've realized millions of dollars in savings that is supposed to come back to education, yet our children are failing. It is more evidence that throwing money at the issue is not the answer. And it's not just any money. It's our money. It's our sweat equity. It's our liberty. Wasteful spending on anything other than the basics of reading, writing, and arithmetic. That has got me thinking, and I will research the budget for our school district and share the results with you some later podcast, but I want to dig into that. I want to know what the largest budget outlays are and how they contribute to the district's mission, or real mission, of educating our children. Because obviously whatever they are doing right now is not working. It's not working in our county and it's not working in our state. What should be looked into is trying to capture the lessons learned and the best practices of those schools that are the highest performing in our state and duplicate those efforts. Find out what those schools are doing right, and repeat it. Again, it's not about money. If it were truly about money, our county, our state, our nation would not be performing at the level they are right now. Millions of dollars have been thrown at government schools for decades now. And overall, the education system of our republic is on the decline as compared to other developed nations around the world. What has changed in our education system from the time our nation was the envy of the world? Well, we got to look to history for the answer. The original Department of Education was created in 1867. Its mission was to solely collect information and statistics about the schools in our country. Now you have to listen to how smart people were back then. The department was then changed to an office of education over concerns that it, the department, would exercise too much control over local schools. Well, guess what is happening today? The federal Department of Education is going after individual state governors for not following federal rules and regulations. Gee, imagine that. More of our liberty, our ability to control at the local level of what happens in the system that is supposed to educate our children, has been taken away by the federal government. It was raised to cabinet-level status by a president who was a member of the Democrat Party and is now considered the third-worst president in our nation's history, Jimmy Carter. I'm sure you know who the first two are. President Reagan tried to get rid of it, but was unsuccessful. While I will always fault him for this, the complete blame doesn't fall squarely on President Reagan's shoulders. It was on the GOP's platform to eliminate the Department of Education in 1980. But weak Republicans dropped it in 1984. Why? Always ask the why. Well, it's another way the federal government can control our sweat equity. That's why. Government schools are funded mostly at the local level through property taxes. Now, the federal government, who has direct access to our sweat equity through the abomination that is the 16th Amendment, can now control how our property taxes are allocated and spent by exerting federal control over our schools. How far our republic has fallen. From the point of a limited government created by the Constitution to one that is now the largest employer in our republic and it has its claws in nearly every aspect of our lives, controlling, limiting, and eroding our liberty. Let's pause for a word from another supporter of this podcast. For all my listeners that live in the Hampton Roads area, Virginia, I want to give a huge shout out to one of my all-time favorite car mechanics and longtime good friend, Glenn Moser. He is a supporter of this podcast and the owner-operator of Professional Auto, located at 5900 Thurston Avenue, Suite Alpha, in Virginia Beach. Phone number is 757-962-0102. Not only is Glenn an extremely talented mechanic, but he is also a great American and a staunch supporter of our constitutional rights. My family and I relied on Glenn and Professional Auto for all of our vehicle needs when we lived in the Hampton Roads, Virginia area. Quality work at a fair price and service with a smile are what you will receive when you take your vehicle to Professional Auto. I encourage all my listeners there in the Hampton Roads area to look them up if your car needs work. Again, that is Professional Auto, 5900 Thurston Avenue, Suite Alpha in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And the phone number is 757-962-0102. Okay, we're still on liberty, of course. And how our liberty, our freedoms, are slipping through our fingers like sand. Every day that people do not stand firm, do not stand in the arena, in the defense of our constitutionally protected, God-given rights, ensures their erosion. As people sit on the sidelines just wanting to be left alone, our government, at all levels, is siphoning away our sweat equity through pretend, often unconstitutional legislation, in addition to lawless mandates issued by executive branch officials all over the nation. I heard a funny joke about mandates this past weekend. It goes like this. What is a mandate? Well, a mandate is when two men go out together on a date. Kind of funny, but true. Because both of those, executive branch mandates and the mandates of the joke, are supposed to have the exact same impact on the liberties protected in the Constitution, which is zero. This standing on the sidelines ties right into the message my pastor gave this past weekend at church. The message he spoke about was titled, Standing Firm in This Place. How appropriate that I went from church with that message to a gathering of patriots, standing firm in remembrance of our service members and their liberty. Standing firm in the public square, defending their liberty, their freedoms, that is being eroded right before their eyes. But back to the message, though. Tell me if this passage from Scripture does not accurately portray our nation right now. It comes from 2 Timothy 4. And it goes like this. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. God's word never, ever returns void. Paul is perfectly describing the people of the United States of America today in his letter to Timothy 2,000 years ago. In fact, a new report on this pandemic has come out that adds some clarity To the fear porn these executive branch heads are using to pass their executive orders. It was actually reported in a left-leaning publication too, The Atlantic, believe it or not. It reports that according to researchers, that 40 to 45 percent of hospitalizations listing COVID right now are incidental diagnoses. In plain language, not those words that itching ears want to hear. Adults and children are going to hospitals to receive treatment for something other than COVID and test positive for COVID. They are often asymptomatic. The federal government requires all hospitals to report every patient who tests positive for COVID, which the hospitals are more than happy to do because they, the hospitals, are the recipients of our sweat equity that is in the multiple COVID relief bills that have been passed. For every COVID-positive patient in the hospital, they receive thousands of dollars in our tax money. Isn't that just special? Hospitals and their administrators are willingly playing along in this Ponzi scheme. Do not believe the hype that people with COVID will ever be denied access to hospitals. COVID patients with positive test results are a huge cash cow for the hospitals. It is just fear porn to keep people away from hospitals with other medical conditions so they can fill up with COVID-positive patients. The more COVID patients they have, they get more tax dollars flowing into them. In other words, the COVID relief bills that have been passed are turning hospitals into the equivalent of the federal government and the 16th Amendment. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, people. It's just more proof that our government hates us. Now, the executive branch usurpers of liberty are being enabled by hospital administrators and their operators. But back to how these executive branch mandates, which I have to think of a new term for them to impart just how much impact they will have on me personally. I think I will just call them executive order word salad number umpty frats. What are these governors and the sniffer-in-chief using as their rationale or justification for a slew of word salads to be issued? Well, the couple of thousand that the Dementia Puppet issued solely had Orange Man Bad as the reasoning for them, but that was early. What about a bunch of the others? same applies to Governor Lee here in Tennessee and nearly every other governor in our republic. Of course, their justification or their reasoning or the rationale behind their word salad issues is the COVID pandemic. It is a virus that a vast majority of people will survive if they contract it a virus that is less deadly than heart disease. If they get away with mandatory vaccines and mandatory masks and vaccine passports, get ready for mandatory diets and exercise. Two out of two people in my household have survived COVID without requiring hospitalization as well. That is a 100% survival rate. Don't get me wrong though, I believe COVID is real. And it can be deadly to a certain, extremely small portion of our society. I do not discount it, much like I do not discount the natural immunity that comes with surviving a virus. Humans have been doing that for millennia. And also here at the Linton household, we just had some steroids, some antibiotics, and some vitamins. And those have got Denise and I functioning at near 100% right now. We're not quite 100% because our sense of smell and taste were totally gone at first, and they haven't returned fully yet. But, you know, it hasn't affected my eating habits, though, let me tell you. Anyway, COVID pandemic executive word salads are being thrown out left and right. It's enough to make your head spin. They all have one thing in common, regardless of what they are advertised as going to accomplish. They erode our liberty. They limit our freedom. The dementia puppet doesn't care about that, though. Remember, he said that last week. In case you didn't listen last week or didn't even see it on the news, here it is again for you. This is not about freedom or personal choice. That right there should make every American's blood boil. If it doesn't, then you do not understand what it truly means to be a citizen in the greatest nation on the planet. You've shirked your responsibility for a great experiment in self-governance your personal responsibility in this. You have given over control of your life to nameless, faceless bureaucrats whose only concern is how much tax money they can squeeze out of you before you die. I, much like Benjamin Franklin, believe the following. Those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. Speaking of temporary, Just how temporary is the effectiveness of the vaccines for COVID right now? I mean, we got some countries talking about third and fourth shots. Well, we don't know. How come we don't know how effective it is? Well, it's because there have not, nor can there be, any long-term studies of a vaccine that is less than a year old. You just never mind that, though, you sheep. Do what the wolf in sheep's clothing is telling you to do for those that sacrifice liberty for safety, please move. If not out of the United States of America to countries that openly advertise and operate out of that ideology, at least move out of Tennessee and go to New York, California, Michigan, or any other state that supports that leftist ideology. So these executive branch officials, trying to impose their will like tyrants through their word salad orders, are using the pandemic to justify these orders. A pandemic that if you do not reject the truth and do not chase myths is much less scarier than the government is making it out to be. Let's pause for a word from another supporter of this podcast. Litton Leadership and Management Consulting is a veteran-owned and operated consulting company based out of Sevierville, Tennessee with a local, national, and global reach. At Linton Leadership and Management Consulting, we provide leadership, human performance, and management consulting services, as well as coaching to companies of any size on methods to improve performance in their organizations. One-on-one coaching and mentoring is available to all individuals at any level of your organization. Additionally, large and small group seminars can be conducted. In these seminars, information on leadership tactics and techniques is shared, best practices discussed, and team-building exercises are conducted all of which serve to highlight methods on ways to increase the team's and the individual's performance. You can email the show to get the conversation started on exploring ways that we can work together to improve your team's performance. A significant discount will be offered to any Sevier County, Tennessee businesses. Liberty is both a precious gift from our Creator as well as, as a responsibility for each of us, the citizens in this republic, to preserve for our posterity. The liberties or freedoms we give up today, our grandchildren will never know about. We need to stand up, stand firm against the fear peddling that is coming from the government. I shared an interesting video on my blog yesterday that I would encourage all of you to watch. Well, actually a couple of videos are on there that are awesome. And both of them are must-watch educational videos. One of them comes from the Liberty First Society. It provides information that can equip and empower us to fight back, to stand firm, and to not give in to the rapidly spreading tyranny coming from our government at all levels. The speaker, a lawyer named Chris Ann, is brilliant, and the information is definitely needed to be spread everywhere like a virus. Inappropriate word choice there? I don't think so. We need to make liberty spread like a virus, spread more than the fear virus that the government at all levels is using to erode our liberty. The second video comes from this page on YouTube called After School, and that's school spelled S K O O L. The title of the video is called Mass Psychosis How an Entire Population Becomes Mentally Ill. It's eye opening, it's educational. Like I said, everybody should go watch them and then share them. Share them as well as the article from The Atlantic that discovers hospitalizations with, not from, COVID. We need to turn away everybody's ears from listening to the message that the usurpers of liberty are using to itch their ears. Before we close the show, I'd like to leave you with this from God's Word. Psalms 28. They are brought to their knees and fall but we rise up and stand firm. For generations now, slowly but surely, our own government has been bringing us to our knees. Our government hates us and only sees us as sources of money for their spending, for their obtaining and maintaining power. We need to, as a nation, stand up, rise up, and stand firm. Stand united. Until next week, stand in the arena with me. Reveille, it's time to wake up.